everybody, and welcome to Geek Actually, episode 10. Yes, we made it to double digits. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> this is actually coming after the fact that we are, we're actually 140 something episodes <laughs> into it before, but regardless, it's the new 52, dude. We just forget, right. about, we forget <laughs> yeah. about all that in the past. Yeah, we'll have our own convergence. Yeah, later. we don't care about that. I'm Wait, Dan I, McVay. I thought this was Nerd Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I get a tag. Get, they're so sweet. I get, I get a Facebook message from John D, who basically mm. says, Lost track of our schedules. <laughs> it's like so. If you're wondering where Nerd Corner is, it should be out this week. So. I got to say though that one of the hosts of Nerd Corner is called John Hammond. Yes, and they better be reviewing Jurassic World. We'll listen. We'll listen to the master actually do that. That's later. right. We spared no expense. We spared no expense. Yeah. So John Hammond, John D should be back soon, hopefully with a new episode. Uh, I am joined in studio. Those lovely singing voices were uh, David Longo. How are you? I'm good, sir. How are you? I'm good. And Richard Gray, you're back again. Yeah, probably. Yeah. The only reason why you're here, of course, is because you're waiting for a lift home. <laughs> we First, should. There's the running, then the screaming. screaming. <laughs> Mommy's angry. First, it's all ooh and ah. <laughs> it's like we listening should... to an episode of the show. At first, it's all ooh and You should uh, you should realize people who are listening at home or playing along at home that it is actually three minutes to eleven o'clock mm-hmm. at night. So it's very. Can, late. can I also say this might be the first time I've come onto the show where I've seen the film that we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, dear. So because it is so late and because we've been away for two weeks, we thought we just need to get this out on the feed. You know, but so, when we did see Jurassic World, we saw a 940 session. So technically, we'd still be in Jurassic World. <laughs> That's true. Right very now. true. Very true. Yeah. Um, but we. Uh, None of us has to get up we, tomorrow morning. We are, we are going it's to true. abbreviate this geek actually mm-hmm. again one more time. So I do apologize. That was That's also the, the hand symbol that you made was like the universal symbol for sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind a sandwich right now. <laughs> Isn't that also like the care group? Or something like that. It's kind of a 69 position you're, you're making well, with your that hands that- there. <laughs> uh, what, how late is that? This is Geek Actually After Hours. <laughs> You've joined uh, us here at the undercover. Geek Actually Studio. <laughs> we're waiting to take your call. I think today we're going to do a quick review about Jurassic World. Sydney the latest number, film from Sydney Colin number zero two eight zero one one four one six seven. Call now. You won't get through, but we're call w- now. We're waiting to take your call. <laughs> we have a love to have the <laughs> yeah, could, uh, could we stuffed it up. Could we, could we start off a sex line? Oh, <laughs> you know should. what? I do not really think. I, because I don't have restrictions on our Skype, actually. We got Skype, actually. <laughs> Imagine like a mouth, a mouth breather, like you know, a real geek mouth breather sex line. <laughs> you, <laughs> you've reached the geek actually <laughs> sex line. We've got a love song dedication here for Cindy. <laughs> we should explain for those. So for those who have just, every every podcast is somebody's first podcast, and for those who have just downloaded this episode, uh, this is the theme from Buffy. (laughs) This is the, uh, this is the, I'm going to drop their mics in a minute. (laughs) This is the podcast about everything and nothing, but it's all filtered through us, which is we're geeks so mm-hmm. you know whatever we you know think what I love geeky, so. about yes. like, when we see the ads for like, so when you're watching TV at this time of night half ass way of introducing the show <laughs> <laughs> when you're watching TV at this time of night you often
often get the ads for like the adult lines and the dating yeah, services. Yeah. I think I like higher rates from mobile phones and public pay phones. Mm. Now, t- two things. I don't know if there's any public pay phones yeah. exist anymore, but can you imagine? Well, there's a bunch in Bondi uh, Junction, but that's because the homeless people need to make That's calls. true. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine? They've got to call each other. <laughs> can you imagine calling a sex line from a public pay phone? <laughs> imagine. <laughs> I was like, oh. Shit, I've run out of coins. So the homeless people are going up, going up. You're going, mate, can, can I borrow a dollar for a wank? Yeah. I always loved on the Amer- in the American American late night TV. I always wonder where they spend my spare change. <laughs> I was like an American late night TV. Better make the, it too. The big one over there, of course, is the psychic hotlines, and they're, they're yeah. really popular. And if you read the fine print at the bottom of the screen, it's like our psychic standing yeah. by 100% accurate, blah, blah. And everybody says, for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's very entertaining when people plonk down all their cash yeah. for a And the rates are amazing for those psychic hotlines. And we're in the wrong business. We dude. are. We are. We need to have a 1-800 oh, number. One of our listeners should call us from a payphone somewhere. I think that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey guys, calling you from the payphone in the corner of blah, blah, blah. Let's blah. hear what the quality of a payphone actually <laughs> is today. Yeah. Call us and leave a voicemail on a payphone. Payphones phone. on the NBA. Uh, 02-8011-4167. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and leave us a message. Tell Please. us what you thought about... <laughs> I don't know, sex lines or something. I don't know, whatever just, you want. Just go to our Jurassic World, guys. <laughs> I saw a paper and I had to ring it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, today we are going to review Jurassic World a little bit later on. But first, I thought we'd just cover cover our ground here a little bit and just say, anything happened in the last couple of weeks that caught your eye? Anything at all? Um, well, uh, before we open, not not including what we've been reading no, or no, watching. No, or watching or watching not, yeah, no just general news. Uh, I guess the, the thing that... The Call court- to order, general news. Yeah. <laughs> General news. Salute. Um, I do have. Um, I do have a. I do have a. I do have a. I can't find it here. Have that one. There you go. General news. That'll do. General news. <laughs> oh, here um, it is. There you go. <laughs> um, I guess for me, one of the things that popped up this week was the set photos from Ghostbusters. Yeah, I saw this. There was a, did it, I saw the Kristen Wiig one. Was there any others? There was a did, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, they're kind Kristen of Wiig sort of in overalls. Yeah, kind of. And Kate McKinnon's got these like awesome goggles and like yeah. metallic coat. I didn't on. see those. The only one I saw was Kristen Wiig in like a business suit. She was uh, she was looking like very old. Yeah, and there was one of mm. Paul. Paul Feig, 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 and he was like, it was a promo shot, and he was like playing with a whole lot of ectoplasm. Yeah. Oh, and I did see that one. Yes, I saw yeah. that. Like hashtag slime, this, and then and, and I just wanted to say, like, looking at those photos, I thought, yeah, okay, like though that cast and that director have done us right before, mm. and if you're gonna do Ghostbusters again, that's how you do it. Like okay. you, you do it with those that that sort of. So as the world's biggest Ghostbusters fan, yeah, uh, you're on board with this. The sponge moved a foot and a half, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, no, honestly, Have you tried sleeping with it? <laughs> you, you, you. <laughs> the thing, <laughs> hairless pets, weird. Um, the the thing I like, like Dan Aykroyd has said something along the lines of, you know, uh, the, the nod to the original Ghostbusters is really cute. So I like the fact that, you know, I'd like to see it. Maybe they acknowledge that those guys did exist in that world and this is like, but nobody's ghost busted for 20 years or something mm. and, and these girls, well, why can't we do it? Mm. You know, you know, why can't the we pick up or, or something happens, like other, an apocalypse drops again, you know? Yeah. The other you big know. piece of news about Ghostbusters that dropped over the last two weeks was uh, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the yeah, other part. Yeah. yeah, and I love that idea. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I would like, love it if he's as screechy as... um. 
Annie Potts. Annie Potts. We is. got one. Yeah. <laughs> Janine. <laughs> Janine, whose character had or like a- like super geeky or something, you know. Like, well, yeah. Janine, whose character seemed to have had a frontal lobotomy by the second film. <laughs> 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 so it's just a completely different character. Actually, they all changed. Well, personally. from one, except for Venkman. The other, the other big thing over the last couple of weeks, from one remake to another, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson came out and talked about the fact that he wanted to do a remake of Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> Shut up, Mister Batten. Yeah. <laughs> and he's playing Lopan, right? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> no, look, and and all. I, I mean, at that point, I spat out my Wheaties and I had a small conniption. Can I just and a stroke? Can I interrupt you so we can bury? the lead a little bit here yeah. like I seem to remember Dave spending a lot of money on Big Trouble and Little China Toys I can see recently. them from here. yeah like I think this is odd timing as well that but you, you've well, had a rekindling with this movie, and now well, no, two I, weeks no, no, later. No, 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 to be clear, I never had a rekindling. Oh, with no. This movie. I've always been on fire with the movie. They've only just started releasing merchandise. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, 20, it's fresh 25, in your mind. 25 years later. But it's but, fresh you know, in your mind at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. It's fresh in my mind. I mean, I've watched it just recently. I watched mm. this film all the time. I love Big Trouble in Little China. It was a financial disaster when it came out, became a cult film. And the film is a unique little weird film. It's like trying to remake Buckaroo Banzai. You're never going to do it. You know, mm. it's just not going to work. You know what we should remake? Buckaroo Banzai. Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> <laughs> Buckaroo Banzai across the Asian mainstream. <laughs> anyway, the, it, the point is... That, that should that not happen, please. There's a couple of factors behind <laughs> this, because I think this was a really bad idea. And I'm, I've been I've been naysayer on remakes in the past. There's been some remakes I've liked. There's, you know, Fright, Fright, Night. Fright Night was a, mm-hmm. was a terrific remake. But there are some films where you just look at it and go, it was time and place and cast mm. and filmmakers. And you go... For by all for all reasons unknown to mankind. Hello, was, we did say it was eleven o'clock at night, and obviously I'm making a real impact. But we look at Get it to the point. David. <laughs> we look at it and go that there is there is no that there's no reason why that film should even exist in the first place, and the fact that it does is anomaly uh, is an anomaly. And you sit there and go, you shouldn't try and remake that film. Mm. And Big Trouble in Little China is one of those films. You just don't try and remake it. Also, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is a Superman. He's a god, right? He's a he's an Adonis of men. And when you see him, you know he's going to be able to. Pull I prefer hel- the term monster. Monster. Personally. You know that he's going to be able to pull helicopters out of the sky yeah, with yeah, his teeth. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the man is the man. The man is, is, is a I superhero. Wish, I wish he was called Monster Johnson. <laughs> Monster <laughs> Johnson. And the problem is, if you've seen Big Trouble in Little China, you know that Big Trouble in Little China. Jack Burton is not the star of Big Trouble in Little China. He's the sidekick. Yeah, yeah. He's thrown into circumstance. He doesn't understand. He's a buffoon who just happens to have good reflexes. Yeah. We've lost Richard. Yeah, he's just no, he's, he's gone. just gone over there. I don't think I've seen him go that. Uh, way. No, I haven't either. It's late, dude. So I just look at it and go. What was it? Was it Monster Johnson? <laughs> no, I think it was his yawning. Actually, can you imagine this summer, Monster when, Johnson? Whenever I hear Monster, I just think of a giant cock. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that level. It's, a, it's like a naked gun. It's like a, a, a Zucker level it, joke. It's a mon- it's a Monster Johnson, sir. <laughs> it, did, it didn't even occur to me Johnson was a euphemism. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> now we've lost Dave. It's one or the other. Anyway, that so makes the point, it even the, more the special. point is that Dwayne Johnson will be has a giant cock. Well, possibly, possibly, but the no, he, he, too many roids. Be, he will be a superhero. Yeah, and Jack Burton shouldn't be a superhero. No. And, and he's going to turn it into this big heroic fair, and it's not going to maybe to be like this 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 turnaround like performance of the year. Like he'll lose all this weight and he'll be emaciated. He'll like do a he'll do a full. Um, 
uh, like uh, what do you call it? Like uh, Christian Bale, Christian Bale, or McConaughey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll just go full mechanic. And he'll something oh, in English. Okay. A- he'll something in English accent. That would be yell, great. Yell what would that even look like? I want to see this. That would be crazy. That I would watch. Yeah. Oh, I take everything back. I'd watch it's that. Like, <laughs> it's like Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is interesting though about all this is that there was actually a, a statement. One from- man's plight from going from twelve chickens a day to one chicken a day <laughs> <laughs> to one chicken piece a day. Um, no, so it's a nugget. <laughs> to his credit. Scott uh, Scott Johnson. To his credit, Dwayne Johnson has actually said. <laughs> Sorry, that- to be fair, Dwayne. The, the Rock, Rock Johnson, Johnson has actually said that they are actually working on the script. He's producing it. It's his baby. He said they're working on the script, and he did say if they can't make it work, he won't do it. Mm. So to his credit, he did say that. So, so are, they, are they trying to say that the script for the first one wouldn't work? Well, it's a remake. They're going to rewrite it to their own but thing. why bother two- then? Well, I, well, isn't that the impression? You just, you yeah. just, you just <laughs> summed up remakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why bother? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. isn't that the impression that you guys get when, when they say like, oh, yeah, if the script's good, I'll do it. It's what like, they should actually what? have like, is, what was the, what's the Big Trouble um, lead again? What's his name again? Jack? Kurt Russell. Kurt, yeah, oh, Jack, Jack Burton. Burton. Jack Burton. So in, in the remake, Jack Burton. Jack Burton travels back in time, but he's actually the villain. Ah, you see, but his mother's already prepared. I say make him oh, low pen. But to, yeah. uh, Jamie then, Lawrence, yeah. then there's the robots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and in ja- the first scene, like um, um, the Rock shoots Kurt Russell, <laughs> an aged Kurt Russell. No, an aged Kurt Russell shoots the Rock. Yeah, in the first. I love scene. how it's just a whole. I love twist. how the trailer for that movie has just shown so much of it that we can just talk <laughs> about it as if we've seen it. Yeah, like Terminator so Genesis, like- it was great, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah it was I love the bit at the end with the, with the Golden um, Gate Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying I wanted to do a supercut of every time the Golden Gate Bridge has been destroyed. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah oh, oh. <laughs> what was I going to? There was something I was going to say just then, and I forgot what it is now, so it doesn't matter. Our remakes—they're pointless. They're useless. No, no, we, they come out, then we forget about them two weeks later. Robocop Total Recall. Richard, you're amazing. And bright and funny and smart. That's what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there it is. Yeah, okay, good. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought and, so. Oh, Jamie Lawrence. That's what I was going to say. Jamie Lawrence, uh, our good friend at Good Games and our sponsor. Of He's the also amazing. He is amazing, awesome, time. and beautiful. But mm-hmm. he actually said uh, when we were talking about this, he said, "What? How would I feel if it wasn't a remake? It was a sequel." And Dwayne the Rock Johnson was actually playing Jack Burton's son, or something along those lines. Yeah. Okay. And, you, okay. and you kind of stop yeah. for a moment because you kind of yeah. go. Maybe and then I, then I had to think about it and go no because it still wouldn't be that quirkiness that's the thing you do. yeah but at least you're not going to get that flavor there was a certain breed of eighties films that were just these high concept batshit films which no one beyond nineteen eighty nine has tried to make no and, yeah. and no yeah. one beyond nineteen eighty nine has even seen half of these films mm. yeah. I was actually at work yeah. the other day and I mentioned I oh, watched Buckaroo Banzai again the other day and, people are like, huh? and and my friend Jao turned around and go why haven't I ever heard of this what is and this yeah, movie and you're you like know? if you're like me like it's got Peter Weller in it and they're like who? that's Peter Weller I and Jeff to, Goldblum who? and who? and Tom Clancy I had to explain the twin concepts of Pretty in Pink and Molly Ringwald oh. to a twenty something <laughs> year old the other day <laughs> oh dear oh man yeah anyway John Hughes and they went who and that's how mm. I feel about all these remakes too, where it's like, just do it as a sequel. Like, and no one's going to know it's a sequel unless they've seen it. I, you know, I saw like, the trailer. I watched the trailer the other day for Point Break. I still not seen the trailer. The because it's it, Point Break is it the original. It bears no resemblance to Point Break mm. in any way, shape, mm. or form. All it is is a bunch of criminals who happen to be extreme sports people. Yeah. Yeah. Like jumping out of planes, snowboarding. Yeah. And there's actually a line, and I wish I had the clip. Maybe maybe through the Miracle Post-Production, I'll put mm. it in if I can be bothered. But there's a line in the thing where he goes, 
they're, the, the new detective, the new Keanu Reeves, basically says, they're extreme sports people like me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think like, like, yeah. Oh, dear. I think like <laughs> Jurassic World, for all intents and purposes, is a, is a remake. Mm. In an odd way. Well, what do they call it? They refer to it as a soft reboot. Soft yeah, reboot. and like, and the kind of thing is like it's a sequel, but you don't need to have seen the other three no. at all. A soft you reboot know? is also something you pay a hooker extra for. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, but more seriously, I think like for example, if they had called it Jurassic Park Four, it would not have made two hundred million dollars in the no. opening. Oh weekend, God, no! You know, and that's that's the only difference was just the cosmetic title. I'm, I'm looking forward it. to Jurassic Universe with dinosaurs in space. <laughs> Jurassic Universe. <laughs> that would be cool. Space dinos. Dude, don't get me excited. Seriously. We'll come back to Jurassic World in a minute. Let's talk a little bit about See how it what says we've 22 been watching. years after the events of Jurassic Park? Uh, yeah, well, we'll get back to that. Okay. <laughs> Over the last two weeks, we've all been doing things. You guys have been at a film festival, yeah. for goodness yeah. sake. So let's talk a little bit about what we've been watching Ooh. over this week. I'll come back to mine in a minute because I'm mine are all retroactive because we've I mean Nikki and I have been catching up on old films. What have you guys been watching? All right. Well, Film Festival, I'm just going to go run through a few of the highlights yeah, here. you go first. Um, okay, I'll mention one that's probably near and dear to your heart, David, which is Steve Jobs, The Man in the Machine. Oh, yeah, you talked about, um, about And this. I think that if you've seen <coughs> any documentary on Steve Jobs in the last five years or however long ago it was that he died, um, you've you've seen this. Right. There's, there's not a lot of new ground broken in there, and I think that the that, doc, that movie that we all went and saw with Ashton Kutcher covers some of that ground in a much more comprehensive way. And there's two books about his life, uh, the Isaacson novel and there's no one called Becoming Steve Jobs. Yeah. So read those two, you'll know. And we've got need. the one with, um, you know, uh, Magneto as... as um, <laughs> Magneto and the Green Hornet, yeah. And Green, and Green Hornet coming out next year or this year. Uh, Strange Land, I'll mention quickly because it's mm-hmm. the Australian film and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a gripping... So did I, yeah. yeah, yeah. Film. I think we saw that together. Yep. And that was really... like you Actually, I wasn't going to go and see it and you said, come along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad yeah. you made me go along to that one. We had a good time with that movie. Actually. Um, really, that's did. a really good thriller film. Like, no, it's it's a it's a. I, I use the word. I was joking about my tweet at the time and said, I don't want to use the word gripping because gripping. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because gripping is overused. But gripping is the word. <laughs> uh, Mr. Holmes, I'll mention because it's not I coming. See that. Yeah, it's I not coming out too, in Australia yeah. until October. Oh wow! wow. And it's um, that's Magneto again, isn't it? It's it's yeah, it's Magneto again. It's Mr. Holmes. Magneto. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's basically um, Ian McKellen plays an old Sherlock Holmes who's sort of retired to the country to keep bees and and he's trying. And he's get, Aren't you worried about the bees? And, well, he's he's getting <laughs> Alzheimer's slowly and he's trying to remember this thing because something went wrong in his last case and something must have caused him to retire and he's trying to remember this and mm. and his relationship with his housekeeper and her son as that emerges and it's just really well done. I really like it. It's got one of the world's worst trailers. Um, yes, which is it, it, the trailer is so badly cut. Um, it's just really <coughs> choppy and the music cuts in. You go, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't right. show you anything. I saw Love and Mercy, which is the Brian Wilson thing with Paul Dano and I John Cusack. Too, yeah. It's worth seeing, but I couldn't see anybody other than John Cusack. I didn't see Brian Wilson. No, it was John okay. Cusack on screen the whole time. Um, uh, one of the highlights for me was Our Little Sister, which is a Japanese film by director Koreeda, who did films like Still Walking and... Father and Son was his last one, and um, oh, I wish he's it's, it's like basically if Ozu was in the 21st century, he'd be this dude, right? right. Um, really so like that him. rustling you hear in the background yeah. is the cat turning yeah. the yeah. studio. Oh, and and <laughs> I'll quickly to climb into a bag of things, and I'll quickly mention Mr. Dynamite: The Rise of James Brown, oh, uh, okay. which is another Alex Gibney was the director who did um, uh, uh, um, 
the Steve Jobs documentary. Right. And he also did Going Clear, which is a Scientology mm, documentary. Which is and he was movie. a guest yeah. at the festival. Um, and he did he this had one. Three and films, hey. He had three films, yeah. That's unbelievable. And that, that they were all like made this year, like yeah, in the last wow. six months. Um, and it's really good. Like if you like, you know, if you know, if you know a little bit about James Brown or you want to know a bit about James Brown, particularly it concentrates a lot around you know, his rise at the same time as the American civil rights movement. Right, right. So it's, right. And it's just, and you know, funky ass on soundtrack. So uh, go check that. Makes you, it made me sort of put on a whole lot of, made me want to get in the hot tub. And I also saw Inside Out, <laughs> yes. but I'll wait until you yeah. get up to that oh, and yeah, talk okay. about it together. Yeah. All right, yeah. Dave. Uh, I did a top five, basically. I saw um, 17 films total over the two weeks. He just beat me. I think it's about uh, 15 or 16. Yeah, Richard saw a lot of the same ones I saw too. Yeah. So maybe, I, I don't know if you saw any of these ones though. Um, so uh, I saw one called Sherpa, which is this amazing uh, documentary about the Mount Everest uh, disaster that happened uh, last year where um, all these Sherpas died on the mountain. And uh, it's just incredibly well shot. Um, it's done like a Terrence Malick movie. Right, right. Like it's phenomenally well shot. Then they put GoPros onto Sherpas and follow them around. And it's just incredible. <laughs> While movie. they snowboarded down the mountain. But I mean, right? they, they, this movie, this documentary is about like, um, they go there just to follow a Sherpa and he's climb with all the American tourists. But halfway through, like all these Sherpas die. And the tourists get stranded on one of the base camps halfway up the mountain. And this whole political thing occurs where all the Sherpas start to protest and refuse to continue to climb until like all the regulations are sorted out. And it's just like it gets down to the level of the governments being involved and floating there by helicopters. And it's all just captured, but captured so amazingly, like with Alexa cameras and just they go. It's a crazy documentary. Um also saw People, Places and Things, which I talked about on Behind the Panels, that's the right. other show we do. And that's really cool if you're a comic book fan. So check that out. That's the um, Jermaine Clement film, The Flight of the yes. Concord Sky. It's basically yeah. about a graphic novelist. Uh, it's a Woody Allen kind of movie. Check out Behind the Panels. Which Episode you can find 145. Behindthepanels.net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nicely done, sir. Nice. It's my first plug, I think. I yeah, did. I think so. Um, did it hurt? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, got a few more. Um, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, which is the movie that won Sundance. And this is an amazing movie if you're a movie fan like the three of us are because it basically it's a, it's a high school kid who's obsessed with movies. It's a typical AV club, ostracized, you know, um, shy, nerdy guy. He's just obsessed with films. He spends all his free time with his friend Earl um, making like remakes of famous movies. Like they do like Midnight Cowboy and it's called like um, 2.45 a.m. Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that, that's what they do for fun. And then... Um, this girl gets diagnosed with cancer who's a family friend and he's forced by his mother to hang out with her and become friends with her while she's going through this ordeal. And they basically decide the only thing to do to cheer her up is to make a movie for her. And it's just this movie filled to the brim with references to famous movies all throughout it and it's so steeped in like movie fan love and like there's a lot of surprising cameos and it's really heartfelt and just an awesome movie. Um, it won the audience award, didn't it? I think it won the grand jury prize. At no, Sundance. at Sundance, but I think it won the audience award at Sydney Film Festival. Oh, here, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't surprise me, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I got two more. Uh, Second Chance, which is, a, I think it's Scandinavian. I'm not too sure. Uh, 
it's a foreign film with um it's got Jamie Lannister. Jamie Lannister in the lead. Yeah. And this is an amazing, amazing movie that I think everybody should go and see because it's right up my alley. And I think it's if you like fucked up, messed up movies, you'll love this. Basic story is that he's a detective who has a baby, and the the baby dies of cot death. And um, what he does is he's he's during a case. He sees that there's a baby being basically ignored by these two heroin junkies. So after the cot death of his baby, he replaces the dead baby with the um with the junkie with his own baby. Oh wow. And takes the the junkie's baby home and passes it off as his own, as his own baby. But what happens from that point onwards is incredible. There's a major twist that's just I almost want to spoil it here, but I don't think I should. No, no, It's no. funny because that was it's, a film that was on my yeah. – I had – you can see on my yeah. screen there, I was going to go and see it, but it was the last day of the festival mm. and I was exhausted. And as you know, I was battling a severe cold. Yes. Throughout yeah, that's most my of next, it. my next film I'm going to talk about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, my, oh, my number gosh, one. And that was the only yeah, time I um, dipped out in the middle of a film. So, so the, my <laughs> favorite movie this whole festival, also <clears throat> if you love fucked up crazy shit, <laughs> is called The Invitation from um, Karen Kusama who directed Aeon Flux and um, Girl Fight and um, – uh, Jennifer's Body and it's her new movie and Richard was actually so sick that uh, I caught up with him before this and um, he was like I don't know if I can make it I don't know if I can get and through it and I'd seen four other films this day yeah. and, he, and he was like sniffling like you were really bad yeah yeah. and um, and then basically it got to the point halfway through the movie where Richard just had to leave he was that bad um, which is a shame because that was when the movie just turned into explosive, like, amazing, and crazy sh- stuff. We should say the yeah. first half of this film... Is whacked. Is whacked, and it's it's almost, like, terrible to the point of parody. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's not just, surprising from the director of Jennifer's Body. Which yeah, is yeah. but this is, this is, like... <clears throat> it's people like, standing around yeah. in a room. Awkward, stilted, really weird, like, ambient music... Just, just awkward yeah. camera angles. It's yeah. just, it's like it. It looked like someone's first film. Yeah, but it's supposed right. to you know. unsettle you, and then you really get the hammer. The hammer drops really mm. hard. Almost, um, yeah, we should say the story briefly. It's like, um, like what? Did, what did you gather from that? From what you saw? By well, the from way, from what I saw, the first half yeah. of it, 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 it's, it's, it's this group of friends who hadn't seen each other for years. There'd been some unpleasantness in the past. Something had mm-hmm. happened, and they were all getting back together for the first time. And then you slowly unravel that a couple of the people who had invited them all to come over were members of a cult. Mm-hmm. And that's what they were inviting them there to kind of induct them into, into this, this cult. cult. Yeah. And then you, <clears throat> you learn that there's a planned ritual and there's some very strange people that are also at that house. And it gets very twisty and turny. But I put it as my number one. If, if it didn't have what was, was one of the greatest last two minutes of any movie I've seen, like... Seriously, like I got a round of applause from the audience. Oh wow! Like it, it was one of those stunning, stunning, like jaw-dropping final two minutes. Like, um, I don't know if you guys ever remember the that proposed red state ending that Kevin yeah, Smith yeah, was yeah. never able to do. It was of that level of like right. just holy shit! I can't believe they did that hmm. and pulled that off. Um, but the second half gets crazy, but still doesn't get crazy enough to the point of like this is going to be the number one movie of the festival. But then that two minutes just edged it over into. Oh, oh. <laughs> so I can't wait till it gets released to see if it like does huge business based on that two minutes alone. Fantastic! I've got to see that. Now you both saw Inside Out. Inside Out, which I really, really am jealous about because I want to oh, see this. I love this. Film. Inside Out. Do you reckon movie of the year? So like, far, almost, like oh man, 
Like this is like remember how you felt when you saw Toy Story and remember how you felt when you saw Monsters, Inc. And combine those two films together, throw in a bit of Wreck-It Ralph and you kind of have this film. Yeah. Because it's that kind of whole – what Pixar does best, which is why I don't like the Cars films, what Pixar does best is when they do um, the hidden world that humans don't see. Mm Mm-hmm. Whereas Car does, Cars doesn't acknowledge the existence of humans at all. Yeah, um, this is like you know the little people that control us inside of our head. <laughs> you know, and I love the concept, and I and I love it, and everything about it. And Woody from, Allen did a film like this once called uh, uh, "Everything We Want to Know About Sex," but we're afraid yeah, to ask. That's, that's nothing, <laughs> nothing like, like that. But yeah. there's also and there was also Ted. that sitcom. Yeah, but Herman that's Ted. nothing like that either, no. from my understanding. Yeah. No, it, it's very different. It does its own thing, and it's kind of like the people inside the head are almost like the toys from Toy Story. Yeah, mm. but with a little bit of the Monsters Inc. thing about like you know where the people who create screams and scares and everything in the background, and it's and it's it's a beautiful film because at the end of the day, it, it's talking about you know the fact that. You know, because you, you know, one of the characters is joy, and another character is sadness, and no one quite knows what sadness does. And sadness mm. is starting to touch all of the, the happy memories. And this girl has, has, has had a huge change in her life, and suddenly things are becoming sad. Mm. And it's kind of like the message is really good for kids. It's like it's a phenomenal message for kids. It's like a phenomenal. It's okay to be sad. Yeah, sometimes and you need you yeah. need to be sad to feel happiness. And and sometimes your greatest strengths come out of sadness. Mm. And if you're feeling overwhelmingly sad, that's okay. Mm. Like that's okay. Like and yeah. and I just thought I've never seen that dealt with so simply and perfectly and not kind of pander to it and sort of at the end go, well she got this shiny thing and now she's happy again. Mm. The, the the ending was kind of like, okay, well some of the happy is sad and some of the sad is happy. It's that's that's life. Yeah. And it's like Pixar, you did yeah. it again. You know, you're back. You know, after yeah. you know, a and sequ- you know what as well. It did it without making you weep or making you nope. feel manipulated. It it was just absolutely just. It was an oh, adventure. It was story. so organic. You yeah, know? yeah. Because like you know, we, we've we've just gone through a sequel to Cars, a sequel to Monsters Universe, uh, Monsters Inc. called Monsters University. Mm-hmm. Their princess um, film, Brave. Mm-hmm. Um, none of which were terribly good. So this was just like. Okay, and mm. you know, meanwhile, Disney are doing Tangled and Frozen yeah. and you know all that sort of stuff. And to be clear, I mean, I quite liked Monsters University mm-hmm. and I quite liked Brave, but they're nowhere near the Not quality of what they yeah, were. Yeah, see, Not see, like I, I'm I'm closer to you. I actually really liked Monsters University. Yeah, I liked um, it. I didn't even mind Cars and Cars Two. Really. I, I hated Cars. Yeah. Like I, Cars I know, One yeah. was okay. I, cars Two yeah. was horrible. Um, I loved Brave too. Um, I, I liked Brave. Michael, I, liked, I never like, got into. Brave. I always just like Pixar a lot, but um. But I I do agree with that this is their it's their best work since since I don't know Wally maybe yeah. like it's it's unbelievable the other thing the other thing I mentioned is the short film that played with it oh, which yeah. was Lava yes and I want to mention this for two reasons as the the press um, well yeah I'll get to that in a minute uh, yeah, okay yeah. but the, the the short film from Lava is is basically a musical it's about these two volcanoes one above mm. the water and one below the water who. Um, have fallen in love and they've never seen each other, but they've heard each other sing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, it is the story of, you know, one volcano kind of slowly going down the other volcano through tectonic, you know, pressure being forced up to meet him. And, and but the story is basically the, 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 the girl volcano wants to come up and meet this person who's been singing this whole time and, and how the two of them, and it's probably an old Hawaiian story. Mm. And it's, and it's a beautiful little story about mm. these two volcanoes in the ocean who are lonely and want to meet and fall in, you know, um, I, I just want someone to love her, you know, and, and it's a beautiful little story. 
The interesting footnote to this is that um, bloggers who I will not mention, but some of them are former we know them. Sydney bloggers and former Sydney bloggers, um, well, are fucking idiots because they um, – <laughs> and you know who you are because you, you're fucking cuck cock knuckles um, because they've gone oh yeah no I'm sick of these heteronormative stories where it's like the fat guy gets the attractive girl it's a fucking volcano yeah. It's like not a fat guy. It's giant and big because it's a volcano. Mm. It's not a heteronormative story. Yeah. It was a musical probably based on a Hawaiian legend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Get the fuck over yourself. Yes. Yeah. You know, how do you, it how is do one you of the most. They did address the human you know, condition. You know, I've never heard affirming. of the phrase heteronormative until today you know, when we talked about this. <laughs> like, they actually he- said. Like, the words yeah. that they said, this is the worst thing Pixar has ever done. And I was saying, well, <laughs> please see Cars 2. You know? <laughs> I found Cars 2 to be quite heteronormative. <laughs> you know? I don't think you can uh, win anymore in this world. No. Really? No. I think we saw the trailer for Magic Mike XXL, whatever oh, it was called. Shit. Right? And, and like I remember, because the thing that's been fucking pissing me off this whole week is the whole Jurassic World so misogynistic it's the most mis- misogynistic movie ever made blah, blah, blah. and it's like meanwhile Mad Max like, was so too feminist so there's no problem with Jurassic <laughs> like with um with, with Mad M- Magic Mike XXL there's no problem here no because it's naked dudes can the the pseudo journalists the ones who are I don't know however you want to describe them can they look up the definition of misogyny for me, please? Because and this is not them. This is like or anybody, the entire basically. internet. Because yeah, miso- we'll, we'll, the just, we'll just bleep it. I think we yeah. should. The yeah. definition, just in case. Uh, the definition. Oh, no, I'm not going to bleep anything. Ah, fuck the it. definition <laughs> of misogyny is yeah. the hatred of women. That's misogyny. Yeah, yeah but yeah. actually, no. Mm. Look, that's I, that's the definition. I looked it up the other day. That might be the definition, but it comes in many forms. Anyway, we're not mm. going to get it. The point is you know. that to say that yeah. Jurassic World is misogynistic is to say that it hates women. It's also treating women in a way that's that's subservient or detrimental. You know, and let's you know? we're getting yeah. into semantics, but um, no, I'm not getting into definitions. I did actually. I got to say, if we're moving slowly into Jurassic World, mm. I I did have a problem with her portrayal at the start, mostly because she was just a useless character. Yeah. And she happened to be the female character at, at the expense of, you know, mm. um, the male character who knew everything and just kind of took control. Yeah, no, I guess, charge, I guess you know. like Jurassic World, there are there are some elements in it that I find like very misogynistic, but to call the movie misogynistic too. But my, my problem- I think I think a better word yeah. would just be flat out sexist. sexist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, yeah. Let's, let's, let's define yeah. this. It's yeah, not yeah. misogyny yeah. as such. Yeah. Yeah. Sexism. And because, because yeah. what, what, but, what, 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 what annoys me about this though is is not whether the movie is I think misogyny, or isn't. I think misogyny is well overused. Yeah. Yeah. But it is definitely yeah. sexist. But I, yeah. but I, sexist I, I, I also yeah. haven't- What's wrong with being I, sexy? I, I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, but in all seriousness, really, really briefly, in, in all seriousness, I, I haven't, I, in the whole thing we've been talking about, I haven't said whether I th- I think Jurassic World is misogynistic or not. We haven't got to that. We're yet. not up there yet. You know? But, but what, what I don't my, even think we've started yeah. the review. No, we yeah. haven't started but, the review. But what, yet. what my problem is that. We're still the, talking about what we were watching. Is, what, what my problem is that the online press have, the, have the, the goal to be hammering a movie that's clearly not intentionally doing anything wrong. But yet, when something that comes out that's actively misogynistic. Like Magic Mike XXL, then then there's a problem. I don't think Magic Mike. Is it actually- is because it's like it, it's full promoting itself as like come and watch shirtless men because that's all you give a shit about. In, in fact, the, the trailer we saw was like come and watch it as a girls' night yeah. out. But does that make it pink but once again? 
Does that make it misogynistic? I, I kind of do think so because because do it, they it, hate because women? It, yeah, because, well, they're they're putting women on a lower intellectual level than they are. And the if it was a film about maybe. female strippers, yeah, I think saying, I think you're come getting, on, guys. I think you know? you're getting caught up yeah. on the very strict definition of misogyny there, David. I I, I agree that the word has been overused lately, uh, um, a, lot a lot lately, in a lot lately. But I think the underlying um, and look, this might not the, even the, be the, um, the underlying yeah. basis of that discussion is that you know there is a recognition that uh, men and women are not treated equally in films because they're not treated equally in society because, you know, and certainly not within the Hollywood Mm. system that um, these portrayals on screen, and yeah, I'm going to use the term that I I bashed a few uh, 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 minutes ago, these kind of heteronormative standards that have come out in in you know a lot of films are being perpetuated mm. by these things. Unfortunately, on the flip side, you have got these boneheaded men's rights groups who go who mm. want to boycott Mad Max because it's got chicks doing stuff positive so in stupid. it. You know, yeah. and it's like, you, look, okay, yeah, there are dickheads on the internet, and there are people on both sides who have taken things to the extreme. At the end of mm. the day, yeah, I think. Um, more films need to have better roles and better written roles mm. for women. But then again, more films need to have better roles and better written roles for human beings. Full stop. This yeah. is gonna. We're gonna have to peg this and actually. I just want to say one tiny, tiny little thing. Just because I want to. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna have to peg this and come back to this as a as a full discussion on this at some yeah. point. Yeah. Because. Um, I have problems with the fact that we mm. sit there and say Magic Mike is a, is a sexist film. Okay, this is because, what I wanted to because, clarify. Yeah, because this is what I, I really want to clarify. It is a yeah. film about male strippers. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? and yeah. it is based on Channing yeah. Tatum's Can I? Can I really just? Sorry, I only need so, thirty seconds. I'm sorry because yeah. I, I don't want to be misunderstood. Because like I, I'm, I'm, I'm aware that I'm putting words in my mouth that I, I don't really know what I'm talking about entirely. But I, I'm only having a go, not at Magic Mike or or the movie itself. I'm having a go at the marketing. And how it's being marketed because that's all I've seen. Well, they're not going to so say I, to a I, bunch I, of dudes come I, for a boys' night and watch male strippers. I can't. Not, I can't you know, judge. Like, I can't judge the movie. I haven't seen. Yeah. It. yeah. I, I'm only bringing it up just as an example because, like, I find an odd double standard there that, like, no, this is not a problem over here, but then this is. That's the bigger issue. If we made a yeah. film about four stripper girls, yeah, and we said, "Come on, guys, we come did. on, it's come, called Showgirls. come and stare yeah. at them." Yeah, I'm talking about like like Magic Mike, which is a Theoretically, it's yeah. just a drama which happens to be about strippers, yeah. right? If we made a drama... The four oldest strippers in the world. Whatever. <laughs> but the point is, if we made that film and we marketed that as come and see the half-naked women, right? Women's rights group will be all over that saying what a sexist, what sexist pigs they are and how dare they treat women like that. Yeah. We do this with men and... <laughs> I don't know. This seems to be wait, wasn't weird double standard yeah. going on. Because I guess, I guess yeah, because men like, have had it hard for the longest time. No, but the point time. is that it's no. like you look at it and go, no, is, are they saing yeah. come and have a girls' night by watching these guys? You sit there and say, well, that's who they're marketing okay, this I'll film flip, to. I'll flip that slightly, which is yeah, exactly, because they they are marketing this film to women because every other film is marketed to 14-year-old boys. Fine, so what is the problem with that? Exactly, I'm not saying there is. Yeah, but this all started because we were saying it's marketed bad. No, I see see Dave's point. I see Dave's point, but I think... I don't see a problem with this Dave's point was that there's a double standard when an element of something like Jurassic World, which we will talk about... um, Yeah, we'll get there. Don't worry, we'll get there. (laughs) But when there's an element of Jurassic World, out of all the elements in that film, is criticised for being... um, just to use the word that the media was using, misogynistic, because it had um, the female lead running around in high heels and and you know a, a tied off um, shirt for most of the film. That that was picked on as being sexist, um, whereas an entire film 
that is is about male strippers is is celebrated for being sexy and progressive and whatnot was Dave's point. I see that, but yeah, I think in that case it's just marketing to different markets. Yeah. Um. If 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 the, and I think I think it stands out more more prominently lately because we've seen so many examples of these big action blockbuster films that have had fairly weak roles for women in comparison to the men. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, Avengers, uh, Age of Ultron, um, being an example of where that discussion came out in a big way. And and while I don't agree with everything that was said about Joss and about the Black Widow portrayal, you have to admit that her, her character was certainly diminished in comparison to the, you know, six other male characters that were in there. She was not... As I mean, as strong as it, and her, mm. and her scenes did attack her, her womanhood rather than her as a person. Mm. I you disagree. Know, I, you but, disagree, yeah. but that was the argument, and yeah. and there was an element. There's a grain of truth in that. No, you, well. start, you started that with saying you have to admit. I disagree. No, no, but. I think you have to admit that her. Well, no, I don't think. <laughs> no, I, no, no, no. This, this, no this was di- just like like we're seriously a minority in this view. Like there were thousands of thousands. That may of be articles. the case. No, no, no. That hang on. Yeah. Well, what yeah. you have to agree with: there is one female lead in the Avengers, and there are six men. Yeah, sure. You but no, no, I mean? yeah, but what yeah. I'm saying is, you then went on to say that they diminished, diminished her character. They attacked. No, that's her not the bit I was saying. You have yeah, to agree but, with. But I was yeah. saying that 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 was what was being pulled out yeah. as an example. And the reason why it's it's then rolled into Jurassic World is because it is very, very highly um, topical at the moment. Mm. And I think it's great that it's topical at the moment because to agree with it or disagree totally. with it, yeah. you know, it's putting the, – yeah. exactly, it's putting the discussion about the role um, or the lack of roles for women in film on the table again and it's making it making people aware of it. So hopefully when the next person who sits down to write a script goes – yeah, maybe I'll give her a line beyond, you know, stay uh, in the car. Stay in the car. Yeah, like there's yeah. A, and it's oh, look we're going to talk about this film. We should really start the show. Um <laughs> but there there is there is this scene in Jurassic World where Chris Pratt gets out of the car and for no good reason turns around and says, "You stay in the car." Yeah. For no good reason, like it's just a field of dead animals, it. yeah. and it's like, but it's it, it was deliberately the, the 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 male lead saying, "Stay back, pretty lady." You, we won't get you hurt at this unless point. Unless in the, in the script, and I'm only behind Devil's, Devil's Avocado, Avocado here, yeah. but unless in the script it is perceived that that character is basically saying, you are a businesswoman who sits in an office all day long, yeah. you probably don't really know how to deal yeah. with what might be out here. And I he's have, got a bungalow. I have hunting experience they, and I hang yeah, out with raptors. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. there may, be, there the may be something the writer may have actually... But I think at that stage, they'd gone through like 20 minutes of adventure together. And at that point, he still didn't actually think much of her as an adventurer. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about the high heels, this actually really annoyed me because the thing about the high heels, I actually thought of it as a joke. He yeah. actually says, are you expecting to do all that in those shoes? Yeah. Mm. She looks down, unlike something like Romancing the Stone where she, you know, they take the shoes and cut the heels off or something like that. She looks down and it's like, what's wrong with it? Mm. And then proceeds to actually do fairly action-packed stuff yeah. while still wearing those heels yeah. all the way through actually, um, to the point where she's running from a tear. I, re- so, you know, I saw, you sit there and go, that's actually kind of funny. I saw an interview fun- with the director and because, um, you know, there's this there's this scene that a lot of people are having problems with where it's uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and, and he's like, um, you're not even dressed for, for this kind of thing. And she goes, she like ties off her shirt yeah. and she goes, how about now? And I read, read a, I saw an interview with the director and he was like, what they were doing there was they were referencing Laura Dern's costume 
right. in oh, Jurassic right, yeah. Park. And so she's supposed to tie it off. Because she's still wearing a T-shirt. And yeah. Well, she, exposing skin. she ties mm-hmm. it off the same way that Laura Dern. And the whole idea of that scene is like, well, now I look like Laura Dern. And is that enough? Like that was the joke they were going for, but I guess yeah. it kind of got it was lost too subtle. in, in That's the, the yeah, you know. Mm. So it's that kind of thing where flare yeah. out for that that joke to yeah. to carry <laughs> through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, it's interesting because just when you look at other sitcoms that are not sitcoms, TV shows that are coming out, and of course, no one has seen the leaked Supergirl pilot at all, but it was in the trailer <laughs> um, where they do the whole thing about. Uh, here come again, gang. Super girl. Should, should we she really? Be should woman? be super woman. And, and you know, Callista Flockhart's ghost stands up and says, um, <laughs> the, 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 "The mummified remains of Callista Flockhart stands up and says, well, I'm a girl and I'm hot.' And I'm like, yeah. my God, well, you were if if you could see underneath all that skin that's been pulled back to you know, <laughs> to mane." Um, but you know yeah. now who's being sexist? No, I'm, I'm saying that whoever her plastic. I'm not being sexist. No, she needs to get a, sweetie. Old. You need yeah. to <laughs> no, sweetie. You need to get a new plastic surgeon. Um, but no, it, it the thing is like she stands up and does this whole speech about, and clearly the writers had thought about it and the studios thought about it and gone right. Okay, well we need to address the elephant in the room about people are going to go Supergirl instantly. It's like a diminutive term, mm. you know, it's not superwoman, it's not, you know, as opposed to superman, it's supergirl. How do we address this for a 21st century audience? And they're going, going and, you know, she stands up and goes, well, I'm a girl, what's wrong with that? Mm. You know, and that's their response to it. And at least I think paying at lip service goes a long way. Yeah. You know, and a lot of the examples we use didn't even bother to pay at lip service. Yeah. And I think that's that's where people get up in arms about it. I think people like to know that they're, Viewpoint is being shared totally in, in the yeah. film, particularly when it's a film that that's got this kind of universal "we're all going to live in harmony" appeal to it. Mm. You know, anyway. Yeah, Jurassic I mean, like, World. Yeah, I don't disagree, you know. like at all. Like, I don't. I, I find there's problems with it, but the way I kind of saw Jurassic World was like, I saw Bryce Dallas Howard as the lead of the movie. I did too. Like, and um, and I think Chris Pratt is the one that's actually underdeveloped and um, I think and she actually has the best arc. In yeah, the film and she actually and, goes from being superficial nothing yeah. to actually being kind of the hero in the end. No, maybe like, I, I could I go, be a mother. I, I go a step further because, like, there's I'm not going to do it with spoiling, but there is a point in the movie where Chris Pratt is rendered useless, useless. And the one that that's, that saves the movie yeah. is is Bryce Dallas Howard, the one that actually gets them out of their problem. It's because of her thinking, her decision, mm. and um and she comes out the end of that movie as the real hero and the real the one with an arc. Yeah. Whereas Chris Pratt's the one who lives in a van down by the river, and, and you know, <laughs> and Chris Pratt yeah. is the same. At the- <laughs> God, how great would that scene have been? It was going, you yeah. know, you got all these dinosaurs here, <laughs> but I live in a van. Yeah, yeah. I live in a bungalow. Yeah, that's down right. by the river. Okay, let's 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 formalize this and make this yes. actually a review at this point. So we've we've talked a lot about issues. Let's talk about the film. Did we, whether mm-hmm. we like the film. According to Incident Movie Database, it's got minus ten. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Uh, Jurassic World, uh, 
What? We'll get another Wait, are we going to play the trailer? In a second. Jurassic oh. World, directed by Colin Trevorrow, written by, boy, a book full of people. Yeah. Rick Jaffa, Amanda Silver, Colin Trevorrow, mm, Derek Jaffa. Connolly, from a story by Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver, from characters based mm-hmm. on uh, characters by Michael Crichton. It stars... None Chris, of them. None of which are in this which film. None of them are in this. Uh, they, hey, no, they no. Me- they no there's B.D. Wong, man. They're B.D. Wong. And they mentioned John Howard. Right. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, Chris Pratt. And um, um, Ian Malcolm's mentioned. Uh, Chris Prouse, uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, forget uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Anybody else of note in here? Oh, what's his name? Um, Jake Johnson. Judy yep. Greer. Judy Greer. Judy Greer. Absolutely. World's yes. worst mother. <laughs> Judy oh, Greer, Lauren the world's worst mother. From Orange is the New Black. Lauren Lopkiss. But of course, we should say. mention Jake Johnson because yeah. he's actually currently on New Girl, the series that's. Right. Hot on I think he was well. in Colin Trevorrow's first movie. He was. He was yeah. a star of uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. I still got to watch that. Anybody else? Anybody else? Oh, Jimmy Fallon. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Fallon playing the Ellen DeGeneres of Disneyland. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> and IMDb, in its in its inevitable wisdom, has given us. Sorry, a- can, can you just go back to that? Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. So there was there's a, there's an actor in there named Michael Papa John. <laughs> Who's an in-gen contractor? <laughs> All right, hey, Papa John. IMDb uh, has given us a synopsis. Say, tw- twenty-two years after the events of Jurassic Park. Now, is this Isla or Isla? I've never. Been I think it's Isla. Isla. Isla? Yeah, Isla, Isla Nublar uh, now features a fully functioning dinosaur theme park Jurassic World as originally envisioned by John Hammond. After 10 years of operation and visitor rates declining in order to fulfill a corporate mandate, a new attraction is created to respark visitors' interest, which backfires horribly. Again. Yes, Again. It does. And here is some of the trailer. I'm really proud of you for going on this trip. You're going to have so much fun. And remember, if something chases you. Foreshadow, foreshadow. <laughs> I'm the world's worst mother. <laughs> and get a haircut before you come back. Hollywood's like, release another moth-headed child. On June 12th. They're not saying a lot, are they? No. Maybe we should just commentary it because they're not speaking. No. <laughs> the park. That's a lot of people. I really like the way they did the... The park itself? That, that's, that's a shot straight out of Jurassic Park. These gyrosphere things made no sense to me. Like, oh, we'll we're going to let... We'll come back to those. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to those because, they, yeah. Oh, look, World of Tomorrow. To the world oh, of tomorrow. Jaws. Jaws is dead, baby. Gotta love a good good dinosaur creep. Oh, that's a lot of wet phones. <laughs> like all those people sue them for not only being eaten oh. alive. Talking. Been a century oh. of digging up bones. A whole new frontier has opened up. We have our first genetically modified hybrid. To quote Michael Crichton, and nothing could go wrong. Nothing could possibly put nothing could possibly go wrong. That's well, the very first thing you gotta go wrong. Really, she climbed out. Depends on what. No, I'm wearing depends. What kind of dinosaur <laughs> cooked up in that lab? <laughs> Eerie piano music. Evacuate the island. Uh, why? She's a highly intelligent animal. Oh, that's why. <laughs> she would kill anything that moves. No, and you said there were no strong female characters. <laughs> there you go. Wait, wait, wait. There's massive spores coming up. Ah! 
human. Now, when you remember. Oh! Oh, girl! <laughs> All right, so that's the. T- and that was they're off in the race. That was actually. <laughs> that and was Charlie's actually, going out past Echo, and Echo's going actually, past Charlie. That was actually the teaser trailer, so um, mm. I didn't realize what trailer we were yeah. getting. There was so. another trailer where it showed the helicopter crashing into the side yeah, of the atrium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I, just, I love it in the movie where it's like. Are you a helicopter pilot? Oh, yeah, I've got one more lesson to go. And then later in the movie, we need someone to pilot the helicopter. Oh, I'll pilot the helicopter. (laughs) I wonder how this is going to end. One of my favourite comments was how did they get the DNA um, from an underwater dinosaur out of a mosquito? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know. I think they established something that they'd, they'd... Broken past that, the need for mosquitoes. Oh yeah, I thought there was we something in the beginning. The need for mosquitoes. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! It was BD Wong channeling Sulu? George Takei? Yeah. <laughs> it was the turtleneck. <laughs> I wish they'd given and him a fencing uh, scene. That was odd. <laughs> I wish they'd given him a twirly mustache. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's 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 dig into this, and we've already talked about a lot of the background stories that are going around. Mm-hmm. The question is, it's a movie. Did you like it? Well, it had a strong female dinosaur in it, <laughs> which I quite enjoyed. The thing is, at the end of the day, like every movie since the first Jurassic Park ha- is is dumb because it's like, okay, let's try it again and see that, make sure that nothing goes wrong. And every time something goes wrong, like we know it's going to go wrong. There is no, no matter how shiny of they make we're it, not, we're looks, going to see the movie to see dinosaurs, see dinosaurs run yeah. amok, amok, yeah. amok, amok, yeah, amok, 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 and um, so we go with the basic. Sorry, did premise. I just pull Hocus Pocus? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> we go or Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. So going with the principle that you're going into the movie to know that it is the Michael Crichton philosophy: nothing can go wrong. Yeah. You're going to go in there. They're going to. How gonna funny have, would it have been if nothing went wrong? <laughs> We're going to have an idyllic idyllic park and then the dinosaurs are going to break free. Everybody's going to get eaten and there's going to be running and screaming. And That'll be my pitch to to Spielberg. I have the idea for for Jurassic Park 5. He's like, let's hear it. It's like, there's never a problem. (laughs) It's like, we just go from exhibit to exhibit. (laughs) Nothing ever goes wrong. And the audience will sit on the edge of their seat the whole movie because they'll think something's going to go wrong. We'll get turns. It'll be a whole lot of things. It'll be like one of those movies where, like, you know, you, you see like a something dangling above someone. It's about to drop, and in, and in the end, it actually helps them somehow. Yeah, and like you know, you see all these setups for yeah. like things like, oh my god, the dinosaurs clawing and clawing and yeah. clawing and clawing, and then it, you know, just turns out that it's just hungry yeah. and no, it was just sharpening its claws. Yeah. So, with the principle that we know that everything's going to go turn. So to yeah, shit so my point was, we know they're dumb. It's a dumb yeah. film. So I think there's a certain level of going into this and accepting that it's going to be dumb. Correct. I am very, mm-hmm. very. Very, very surprised how well this is done at the box office because it's not a great film and it's not a terrible film and normally box office taking is inverse to the quality of the film. See Transformers. Mm-hmm. Um, like Transformer. Trans- no. Tra- <laughs> I'm an inventor. I just want to invent things, okay? Come on. I'm going to make I'm making Ted films at oh. the end of time. Mark Wahlberg in Jurassic Park 5. We, we, we forgot a movie that we saw. Entourage, we saw that movie oh, yeah. today. Yeah. Can we, can we yeah. actually finish your, oh, we yeah. finish your thought? <laughs> um, you know, you, you, we'll say up to... Mark Wahlberg in Jurassic Park 5. Oh, you were very surprised yeah. at how well it had I've done. Expl- expl- You've okay. already done dinosaurs before and they've gone crazy every Mongo? time. Mongo? I'm, su- I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised how well it did because it's not like a terrible film that just gets met the you know the shit market out of it like um, Jurassic uh, sorry about like Transformers which also had dinosaurs in the last installment. Mm. Um, it's not um, 
a terrific film in the sense that Guardians of the Galaxy just surprised everyone with how good it was and then, you know, did well because of that. It sits somewhere in the middle for me. It's a dumb film that has some really great parts in it and the and the back 20 minutes, like the last 20 minutes of this film is just fucking amazing. And like I'm just going to say like my only comment on that is let them fight. <laughs> um, and it, it's amazing. Like it's it's like that's what that's that's the that's the Jurassic Park film I wanted to see, right? Um, you know, because I love because when you look at it, when, when when Jurassic Park when you break it down, it comes out of the King Kong tradition, you know that yeah, that course. whole that whole notion that that you know you've gone to a, a forbidden island where there's dinosaurs existing, which is why I was a bit disappointed with uh, the third Jurassic Park film because it could have been the whole notion of look, you know, there's this wild island here, all these things are running wild, and you know, it's just a shit film mm. at the end of the yeah. day. But that's what it should have been like, you know, this hidden. I would have, I like the fact that they they reopened a park in this one. I like that they've sort of gone straight for that thing. And the park bits look fantastic. Mm. But there's a shit ton of plot holes in this film. Um, some of the characters are flat out annoying, like the kids. Is there's this there's this whole manufacture like halfway through the film, apropos of nothing, <laughs> the mop headed child yeah. turns around to his brother and goes, "Mom and Dad are getting divorced, aren't they?" And that becomes this massive yeah. plot for the rest of the film. It's yeah. like, where the fuck did that come from? The best, the best. <laughs> and was, then they um, get into do you still the- have that matchbook. Yeah. yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> Where was that foreshadowed? And then yeah. they hop into a gyroscopic ball, which apparently lets them drive anywhere, which unsupervised. Was one of the greatest, biggest. Uh, uh, missteps of this park. <laughs> yeah, at <laughs> the point where everything's being recalled, there's no fast return ships switches on. Well, they, they go driving off road. <laughs> yeah, even Disneyland has like remote overrides for their <laughs> off road. You know, Dave, what did you think? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I really love this movie, but I love this movie in in hindsight in an odd way. Like, while I was watching it, I kind of went back and forward, and and uh, when I came out, I knew that I liked it. Like, I had some problems with it. But now as the week has gone by and I've thought about it more, like, I don't know, I've been dying to watch it again. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, it's just sat in my mind in a really good way. Like, in a, And there are some things I don't like, but I think they're so small, like, in comparison to what it does so well. I'm kind of on that side of the, the thing where I think that this is the best Jurassic Park sequel we could have gotten, really. Yeah. And it... um. It really captures that feeling that I wanted going into this movie because I don't know I'd seen all the trailers and I was skeptical about it and I thought it was going to suck and um, and then going into it it's kind of like when you go to the park for the first time with those kids and you hear Giacchino's version of the Jurassic Park theme it's just I don't know it just it hit me in the right spot you know and there were some dumb dumb things about this movie but like in the end i thought it was pretty solid that's fair you know right? and the, and um i'm also a big soundtrack junkie i love movie soundtracks and and um and i think giacchino did one of the best of the year in this mm. like um like he was reworking a lot of john Williams, but yeah, he did it so well but like as i was saying dave and i were geeking about it, geeking out about the soundtrack before and we're going through the tracks and it's like giacchino 16.99 on itunes people go buy it yeah no it's definitely a must buy and it's like half the 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 themes are unique and original and i think they stand toe to toe with john williams's you know famous we're gonna play a little bit of john williams at the end of this show so you can't go past the original theme and i mean there were a lot of uh, things about it too that i questioned because there were some there were a couple moments that i found like overtly sexist and in like unusual 
um, in that regard. But I really liked Bryce Dallas Howard's character throughout mm. the movie. Um, I thought I was going to hate Chris Pratt based on the trailers and the marketing, but he was a completely different character to how they mm. presented him. Um, I thought I was going to really dislike this Raptor training thing, but I really liked that. Like it was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Mm. And um, my problem comes more from the kids I just found irritating, but I didn't find them like um, like poorly ridden necessarily. I just personally, I wouldn't I wouldn't like that kid if I met that kid. You know I'd what I mean? Punch him in the face. Yeah, exactly. But like it, it <laughs> like he was a baby. You know, I, at I got what Station. they were trying to do. They were trying to like redo the the kids from the first movie in a way and. I don't know. Overall, I really like this movie. Like, if, if I had to rate it out of five, I'd give it a four. Like, I think it's so close. I can't wait to watch it again. And I'm know. definitely going to go see and it And as again. Richard said, the final 20 minutes are just... Yeah. Like, I'm definitely going to go see amazing. it again. Look, my opinion on this film was when I watched it, I had a great time. Yeah. And the thing is, I look at this and I go, I think if you go back and you look at Jurassic Park right now, Jurassic Park is a film that stands out as just... Mm. A, a, an amazing moment in history. Yeah. It was a film that it, it did change the face of cinema. Uh, there's a lot, there's films mm. every decade or so, there's a film that just changes everything. And yeah. that, that was the film of the 90s that changed everything because it brought the CG revolution yeah. into cinema. I mean, it just, we'd never seen anything like that before, right? And it brought animatronics into a whole new field. I mean, the fact that they built a full-size T-Rex for, for, a lot of that, for a lot of that sequence mm. is phenomenal. I mean, just the stuff that Spielberg, and Spielberg just handles that kind of suspense with aplomb. I mean, yeah. it's just an amazing mm. film. Which is probably the biggest difference between that film and this film. Absolutely. Mm. But Jurassic Park also had the benefit of being completely original at the time. Yeah. It was like, mm. it was just so out of nowhere, right? And well, effects-wise, but I mean, at its core, it was At its a, core, it's a big monster movie, it's a monster but it's movie, handled yeah. so well. Flash forward to now, and you look at it and you go, we've had two fairly substandard sequels. Uh, there are great moments in Lost World. Spielberg can't help mm. but have great I moments. Lost World, but personally. it has a shocking ending. I remember really not liking Lost World the first time I saw it, with the exception of the scene with the glass. Yeah, the glass oh, scene is amazing. That's a, I mean, as I say, Spielberg just knows how to put together these amazing sequences. The problem with that film is he went, oh, I want to see a, a dinosaur in San Diego and just shoot-horned in this ending. Yeah, yeah. We just didn't go, what the hell is that for? You know, it's just for the fact that you wanted to play. You yeah. know what I mean? And it was just pointless. And then Jurassic Park 3 was awful, yeah. right? Just, I mean, special effects were great. and blah, 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 blah. It was a terrible film, mm. though. Because you just look at it and you just go, it just didn't do anything that the first two had set up. It just yeah. kind of went off in its own direction. So now we flash forward silly, you know, many yeah. years later. And you look at it and you go, any Jurassic Park film that is going to be made is going to be unfairly judged to the mm. first one. Yeah. Because everybody's going to say, we need that back again. Uh, it's going to be looked at as, is it any better than any of the sequels? Mm. And we're going to look at it now. We're going to go, oh, but does it you know, enhance the human condition or does it do this? Or <laughs> yeah. Fuck all that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You look at this film and you go, this is the sequel to Jurassic Park. Yeah. Forget the other two films, right? You sit there and go, Jurassic Park, 22 years later, this is, this the, is sequel. the sequel. This is yeah. the sequel. And as a sequel, you go... Is it original? No. Is it, is it full of cliches and tropes of cinema? Mm. Absolutely. It is a disaster movie. You sit there, you sit down, you know exactly what you're going to get mm. when you walk in. You get a big bucket of popcorn and you say, disengage brain, yeah. bring on the dinosaurs, right? I mean, yeah. that's what you're waiting for the first half an hour of the film. You're waiting for everything to go to shit and then mm. you're waiting to see how they get out of it. That's yeah. basically it, right? And if you take it for that, for what it is, for mm. just being a big disaster movie a la Earthquake, Towering Inferno yeah, or yeah. any of those sort of films, you sit there and go, 
it's a blast. Yeah. And I had a lot of fun watching it. Is it stupid in places? Absolutely. You know what I mean? You sit there and go, it, some of it doesn't even make sense. I don't even know why we had the entire in-gen subplot with... Yeah. with some uh, of it is flat out know? laughably bad. Yeah, and you sit there and you go, yeah. what the hell was um, Kingpin even doing in this <laughs> film? There was no need for yeah. that character. We need to see Kingpin and Star-Lord interacting. Yeah, yes. well, there you go. Yes. But yeah. we didn't need... Yeah. We didn't need I thought he was awesome. Personally. We didn't need... But, we didn't but need, I thought he was created solely so you'd have someone you'd want to be... Seen killed, and he wasn't. But it wasn't spoilers. Satis- but it wasn't but, satis- but it wasn't satisfying because we never actually really ah, got him ah. done. You know, mm. the one cl- the it. one trope yeah. of a the one trope of a disaster movie is the worst people get it in the worst way, mm. right? So it's like yeah. th- that's just the way the disaster movies work. I think like right? what I what Problem I kind of this film thought, was you know, he didn't get it in a really bad way. Yeah, but yeah, think was, of Newman in the first one. But yeah. there is a, but there is yeah. a character yeah. without without any spoiler without any spoiler. There is a character, and you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. There is a character in this who really didn't do anything wrong <laughs> yeah. in the entire no. film, except yeah. he maybe a little bit neglectful, mm. and yet suffers one of the worst so, deaths. Oh, it's horrible in the entire yeah. film. Is they go? That's not right. Oh yeah, I know. I remember you talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See yeah. previous underwater yeah. monster, and it's amazing. Yeah. It's just yeah. an amazing See, death. Stuff. But yeah. there, but there's, there's there's moments in that when you talk about like I think the bigger issue for me was not that that you had a character Bryce Dallas Howard running around in high heels for the whole thing. It was like during the worst attack of dinosaurs when there are flying dinosaurs yeah. attacking one, she stands on top of a thing to look <laughs> for the children yeah, yeah. in white. In white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like maybe if I get higher during yeah, this aerial attack, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but that all being said, I, I saw an interview with Bryce Dallas Howard. I think she was on um, the Graham Norton show, and they had um, like they asked her like. You know why didn't why are you wearing heels? Like well, apparently it was her idea to wear yeah, the I heard heels. This, yeah, yeah, and and um and she said that uh that uh what did she say? Shit, it was like um she's a shit. No, <laughs> I've lost my train. But but basically how it ended Fuck was that the Chris Pratt put on the heels himself and walked around to show how easy it was. <laughs> um, no, but I don't know. I don't. I, oh yeah, um, she said something along. Ah, oh, I can't remember. I've mind blanked on this. I mean, she's wearing heels because she was in a business meeting for most of the oh, morning. Man, you I know? Know, that was a good point. Damn it. Oh, it anyway, doesn't matter. It's gone. If it comes back to you, let it's me know. Gone. We're yeah, gonna, she was we're gonna, basically a, um, she was a, a corporate a corporate tour guide for exactly. You know. She was. Oh yeah, that's what she said. She said, "What was I? What was I supposed to do? Like, like randomly find a pair of boots and put them on halfway? Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what she said. Yeah, yeah. and it made sense. And it made sense to yeah. me. And the thing, the heels. Because I know a lot, of, a lot of actors like as well. It's like. Like there are things to think about for a movie that just come across as like too subtle. Like we're talking about the Ellie Sadler costume thing, but the kind of thing is like costumes are super integral to to movies too, and um and they kind of create an iconography. And I like the idea of like that she's in solid white, and that that makes her pop on the screen. Like I don't think anything's really necessarily intentionally no, no, to get no, that no, effect. No, no, the purpose know? of being in white, though, when I was making a comment, wasn't the fact that I didn't think she should be, because I, I liked her costume. I didn't. Did you I, say something about her being in white? No, I said, I, I said when she stood up amongst all the flying oh, dinosaurs, yeah, yeah, she yeah. stands up like a beacon because she's, oh, all, because she's no, all in I white. Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't even realize that you made a comment about yeah. her all dressed in white. I yeah. was just saying that I, I thought the intention was like to give it that classic yeah. Hollywood no, kind I, of no, feel. No, I love that. But the kind of thing is like, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday while we were waiting in this line for four hours at the stupid supernova anyway um but it was like like chris pratt she is live at oz comic yeah, yeah, in September. That's, that's, just, that's, that's right like um yeah and it was like uh it was a comment was made about something but i was saying that chris pratt there was 
some warranted antagonism between him and her because, like, there they had some romantic relationship in the yeah, past that had turned that south. Yeah. He he was guarded against her; she was guarded against him. But they were forced in this situation, so like it it made sense on a people to people like place. You know that they I think they were a having lot of people reading all far too much into this movie as well. I mean, yeah. call but me, I mean, like, call me like, shallow. But like I saw, I saw I'll a, a shallow. I'm yeah. a bit more water yeah. out of the pool. Yeah. At some point, but I mean, because I'm, 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 I'm the kind <laughs> I'm of talking to a yeah. guy that yeah. has big-breasted women plastered all over yeah. every screen Fuck in this room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, but I mean, I, so I, we're I'm, preaching to the wrong choir. <laughs> I, I'm the kind of person that when I when I even half like a movie, I still want to go and find out everything about how it was made. And I read this article that was like 2,000 words just on the writing arbitration process, like on who wrote the screenplay. But I, I just like, I've spent like a couple hours a day looking at Jurassic World stuff and watching B-roll and interviews and everything I can find. And the kind of thing is like, all the press are kind of skirting around this issue. Of, Hello. Of, Sorry. Like it's a big thing, but it's in their eyes, they're all kind of shocked that people are having this strong reaction to it. I'm actually a little bit shocked. You know, um, well, where they're kind of like, wait, what, what movie did you... Did you want to see here? Like, um, I don't know. What we people, talk about I, don't, the I don't know what people yeah. were expecting yeah. to see in a Jurassic World movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, think, I, I, I think, guess it's what they didn't see. That's yeah, and I think yeah. that's the thing. I think well, I, I was I went to a movie to expect to see a bunch of dinosaurs run amok and lots of people scream and get eaten. That's what I yeah. went to see. And yeah. I think, look, you know, not to reopen the can of worms, but I think no. what most of these arguments come around when you get to the sexist stuff again is that people are kind of demanding a better quality of character mm. out of those things. Like, you know, just because a film is big and dumb and so forth, it doesn't mean that you have to diminish an entire gender or race mm. because that's what's expected of that film. Yeah, But you I don't know. think it does, and that's the and, problem. And, and, I don't think it does. I, I know you don't think it does, but for a lot of people, but because you're not a woman and you're not a minority. Okay, but as, a, know, as a minor slice of life, you know, as a minor slice mm. of life, just amongst, I think it was probably about 10 or 15 people who were talking about this movie at my place of work, yeah. which was about a 50-50 mix of females and males. The only person who had anything negative to say about this film was a guy. Yeah. Everybody else in that room thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, like I'm not then saying they it's not. Going, they, they, they weren't digging into it. They weren't. I'm not saying it's not, but, but what I'm all I'm saying is, is think, that yeah. as long as... There are shit roles being written for women and shit roles written for minorities. And mm. we know we know how many films where the black guy gets eaten first or, yeah. you know, the Asian character's only there as the token science dude or mm-hmm. the woman's there for eye candy or whatever. We know those films are a dime a dozen. So I think all these arguments but come... many of your favourite films... So let me films. finish. Let me f- I know. A lot of my favourite films are guilty of that too. Mm. Absolutely. I agree with you. But and that's the point. The point is that we as fans should be demanding a better quality of character mm. out of this. And you know, yes, some people get overzealous with it. But I think that and and yeah, I'm, I I agree though. Jurassic World has been unfairly targeted um, lately. But you know, something's got to be the flagship for these things. And mm. perhaps the highest profile film in the world at the moment. Maybe should be the pro the but flagship. You just said for it. as fans you know? we should admit, but what if as fans we look at that and go, I don't see anything wrong with it. That, that's the point. That the mm. but that's the point that they're pointing at. There is something wrong with that. But there, is yeah. there? I think. I think. Yes, um, there is. There is. But yeah. but perhaps not to the extent yeah. that I think it's more the problem with know, discourse. It's like though, it's, you know. it's the problem with discourse because like like 
we're all just shunted away from each other into our own corners, mm. you know? And, and the kind of thing is like, it's, it's impossible to get out of these corners. Mm. Like, it's really hard for me, like to, as a, as a male to even approach this stuff to begin with, because I'm already in a corner. I, I you know? disagree then, with that because you, you've said that before. But, but then, but then, yeah, because I always try and do that because I, I, I always try and avoid to speak for, for females. And no one's speaking for women that. or what have you, but I think you can you know, recognize, um, yeah. regardless of whether you're male or female or, um, you know, just a casual observer of film, you can recognize when a character is being portrayed in a mm. negative light or yeah. an unfair light or a light that could mm. perhaps be a better portrayal. Yeah. Now, while I absolutely agree that elements of the internet have gone nuts with this yeah. stuff. And I I I make no case mm. for that whatsoever. My point is when these arguments do come up mm. that don't dismiss it just because you don't you don't see it. No, no, I'm and not. And don't dismiss no. it because you're not a woman. I'm and not, don't no. dismiss it because, you know, you don't agree with it. I'm it's not, a valid no. point. I'm not mm. no, because the problem is I don't think yeah. it's a valid point in this case. I think it is actually they are unfairly attacking this film. I don't think that our, her portrayal of a character is necessarily a sexist portrayal of a character. Yeah. I think she does have a story arc. I think she does mm. start from one point where she is mm. a shallow business person and actually does rise to the events to yeah. become the hero at the end of this film. I don't see her as being just the damsel in distress. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see her as being shunted off into yeah. a corner. I see her having a character growth throughout this yeah. film. I don't agree with the fact that this film is being portrayed as sexist. Mm. I don't agree with it. I just and, really. And I was of, raised by yeah. a feminist. I yeah. I live with a feminist. No, but the, the I main, don't agree with that point of view. The main yeah. villain is a woman. The giant female dinosaur. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is a, this is a valid point that's been brought up though. <laughs> no. The, 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 no, I know you're. I know you're I'm doing this being joke. Yeah, then. I know. I know. I know that you're being like you're making a joke, right? But like. I actually seriously read an article that tried to posit that all the dinosaurs are female because they don't breed males and that technically there's more females yeah, be than males. On and it's like, it, this was a serious article. And this like, was actually addressed in the very first film. So yeah, we're not going to even go to go. Yeah, what was the reason for that? that was they the, actually bred them all as a single sex so that they wouldn't reproduce. And males were more aggressive than females. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so yeah. there was actually a reason for all female breeding. Mm, that's right. But, so, I, but, but where, where I bristle at it with Jurassic World is when it comes down to like, well, can we question the depiction of a male here though? Like, can we, can we sort of let's look at how the other characters are depicted. And I don't think there's anything necessarily overtly like pro men over females in the movie. You know, like I don't, there's no real point in the movie. Well, I guess maybe it's just the kids going, he's such a badass. Yeah. So they had, you know, what's really interesting actually, let's just take that away from men and women completely here for a second. I think it's really interesting that the voices that didn't pipe up, you know how there was like a string of movies where like corporations yeah, went wrong big business and big up. business were always going, yeah. you're just criticizing big business. This is basically a diatribe against big corporations Absolutely. and the industrial com- military complex mm. coming they had in. They go with the Muppet movie for God's right? sake. Yeah. yeah, and this is the thing. But this movie is outright saying that kind of industrial military complex thinking Leads to yeah. what got us into this problem. It's, it's like aliens, like yeah. you know, it's like it's 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 kind of like you know, military wants to come in mm. and weaponize this beautiful, pure scientific yeah. thing, and that's where it all goes horribly wrong. Mm. And and it, it's it's got a very strong message of that, mm. the same way that t- Tomorrowland did mm. as well. And yet we haven't seen that voice because I think that the current the current voice that's the strongest 
um, on these on, on socials, and 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 I hate and I hate it when I when I hear people refer to them as you know social justice warriors because I think that's dismissive mm. and it's and it's being used in a negative light. Yeah, because um, it then dismisses legitimate um, arguments that people make in legitimate cases where there are shocking cases of of, of actual mm. misogyny and actual sexism and actual mm. Mm. you know racism mm. in films. I mean, we've got that. Um, uh, um, Adam Sandler film coming out where apparently you know a whole bunch of Native yeah. Americans worked walked off set. Oh yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Now the fact that there is a Hollywood system that allowed that film to get to a production stage I heard in else the talk first about that. place. Said, How did this happen? This is my yeah. point. This is my point yeah. because because. You know, everyone goes, oh, well, it's not that offensive, really. You know, I spoke to a Native American once and he found it funny. And it's like, no, you've got to realise that people will find this stuff offensive. Yeah. You know, male, female, you know, whatever, you know, you know race doesn't actually exist. We're all yeah. the same people. It just depends just, on... I just want to say one more know. thing about this Jurassic World stuff because, like, mm-hmm. I've read I've read a lot of really amazing articles about written by women about yeah. the, the sexism in the movie that I've agreed with. Mm. You know, and I, and I do think like that there are some elements of the movie that are a bit, you know, interesting on that level, like mm. to say the mm. least. But where I sort of get really angry is that they dismiss the whole movie. They dismiss the whole artwork. I, agree. I disagree with that. Yeah. And then and then yeah. when I when I get furious is when they um they have this knee jerk reaction because they're like I, I don't know if this would have got much attention had it not been the highest grossing opening weekend of all time. Probably not. It's, like, it's, people it's also going, the Jurassic you know, brand as well. Yeah, it's but, I mean, it, but, it, but it's people are using that as a, as a, like a hit count thing, you know? And, um, and like, because like, I think it, it's a lot of leeching off. Like of it, I said, it's know? been unfairly targeted, yeah. but I because think- Because the kind of thing is like, where, where I sort of like get really irritated is like the, I think like, like let's say in Jurassic World, the ultimate comment is that like, you know, at the end, we're gonna we're gonna begin her as as portrayed sexist, and then we're yeah. gonna we're gonna have that her arc, mm. where she literally comes into her own and stands alone, and you know, and etc. Let's just say for sake of argument, that's the arc. If you've already made up your mind half an hour into the movie, you've missed it, mm. you know. And so it's kind of like, well, can we get on board with the story, or can we just take a moment to think about what we saw before we have a knee jerk reaction, mm. you know? Um, and then if you think about it and you well reason it. And then, and then you still agree, then that's cool. Because you look at the flip side, you know? where it was the, the Mad Max one, it was by a group of people who hadn't actually seen yes, the film yet because exactly. it hadn't been released yet. Yeah, you know? They were already call, calling for boycotts mm. because um, you know, the feminist agenda mm. or whatever was ruining a proud uh, American institution, which sort of ignored the fact that, one, it was a kick-ass, very male action film, mm. and two, it was an Australian institution. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> but, like, you know, and I, and I think, yes, I think there's there some of these voices who have pre-made up their mind who go in with that assumption. Mm. Look, I to, to, to clarify everything I just said yeah. over the last half hour and to not, you know, obfuscate this, beneath you know all this argument which is really just a we're, we're picking on it you know we've, we've had this long conversation yeah. at a very minor point yeah in the film um the film itself is is a fun action film mm. and i really enjoyed it on that level and like we all did, did i we find, all agree did I find that there should be 
better roles for women in general Absolutely. and that like that they, are, they bit- are underrepresented but yeah. w- what we're disagreeing on is whether this is the movie to and talk like about you, that stuff like you yeah. yeah did I find bits casually sexist of course I did yeah. but then that's most films and, and, and yeah like, I, I, I spent a lot of time because when I watched it I didn't but then then I thought about the movie a bit more you know and, and I, and I didn't right, agree you're right she is the hero yeah the end, you, know? you know and yeah. that is the thing is like if that film had gone on another half hour yeah. she would have been like this, this well they both would have got arrested I reckon well yeah that's, that's right <laughs> if it went on our two minutes yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> alright we're gonna we're gonna bring this to a close Richard wrap up your, your thoughts uh Worst, most sexist film I've ever seen. <laughs> no, no. I look, I, I look. It's big, dumb fun. Um, you know what you're getting into, and I think uh, if you're willing to switch your brain off a little bit, it, you're just gonna have fun. Mm. You're gonna have fun. I Dave, think. yeah, I think I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I just want to give a huge shout out to Michael Giacchino's soundtrack. Just because that really... sixteen ninety nine on iTunes. Oh, it, I can't stress it enough because I think I've listened to it like 20 times this last week. It yeah. really elevated the movie for me. And I think maybe a huge part of why I liked it a lot is is that soundtrack. No, it is it is a great soundtrack. I agree with you guys. I think it's great, big, Such dumb fun. Yeah. It is. You sit there and you go watch it. Look, dig into it with with fine tooth comb if you want to, or you just go get a bucket of popcorn and have a bit of fun. There's dinosaurs eating people. You know, you know what yeah. you're getting into. Nothing. I can think go wrong. I think dinosaurs betrayed horribly. In <laughs> <laughs> it's a very unfair betrayal of dinosaurs. Uh, <laughs> Where's the dinosaur lobby? <laughs> if you agree or disagree with anything we've had to say today, and please by all means send your feedback to feedback at geekactually.com. You can find more Richard Ware. Oh fuck! I fucked if I can remember. Uh, just get well. You've one. I want to point out that you've spelt my name wrong on this website here. <laughs> um, but two, um, it's spelt f- right everywhere else. You can find me on look main main place. Go to DVD Bits on Twitter at DVD Bits on Twitter mm-hmm. or BehindThePanels.net. And Dave, so. uh, uh, Twitter at Dave Longo or DamnGoodCup.com, maybe potentially Fantastic. possibly. You can find me on Twitter at Dave McVeigh. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on GeekActually.com. You can find us all on Behind the Panels at BehindThePanels.net. Mm. Mm. And you can find more of you on Podcast Pillow Fort, Richard, oh, uh, with right. Amy. Yeah. You do that other show, podcastpillowfort.com. Yeah. And you can also find our other show, Nerd Corner. So Yeah, with a John Hammond. With the John with a John Hammond. And on that note, I'll I create the dinosaurs. What we, what we are gonna do is we're gonna go out <laughs> because it is now after midnight. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Uh, geek on everyone! <laughs>